The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push... Can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue. And oh, oh can we just go ahead and get this out of the way? Oh. Spoil alert. Spoiler alert. Thank you. Yes. Oh. Spoiler alert. One more. Yeah, one more because it's set the big. It, it, you, you say it's that big? It is that big. I would say this is the uh, it, Thank it's you for big. The self destruct button. Have a nice day. <laughs> Just kidding. Warn a guy, will you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is huge. Like the size of a town in New Jersey. Huge. Uh, uh, a town, uh, a town in New Jersey that doesn't exist. Huge. Oh, spoiler alert! No, the town exists. It's just the town disappeared. Ah. Okay, so I just want to go ahead and say this right off the bat. So this anybody- is the secret lair of the West Coast Avengers. I always wondered. I'm Special Agent Tony Denozo. yes. Man, you sound like Denozo fairly well. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I want to just go ahead and say this up front to those of you who've been listening to the show and listening to us talk about all our fan theories about what could be happening in in one division. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. Did did you have any confusion as to what show we're talking about here? Uh, one division. Just just let's say it. Say it with me for the children. One division. Okay, I want to apologize <laughs> to everybody who's heard our little fan theories. Because, you know, we were all saying this is this is in her head. This is you know, we're inside her mind and and she's being like held captive or somewhere. <laughs> Boy, were we wrong. Yeah. Oh, my God. We and, thought we thought we were close to that in episode four. Uh, yeah. No. no. Yeah. We thought this was all in her head. And the reality is just so much worse. It, yeah. I mean, I, I, okay. yeah, I don't know. I, I, I got nothing. I, I, I no. couldn't have imagined what they, this, the show being this. After episode, after this latest episode, the newest episode. Um, That's episode five, y'all. Episode five. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, I'm going to say right now. Agatha Harkness is uh, Agnes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why is she not shocked by what's the growth of the twins? Because 
Ag- because Agatha Harkness is a witch from the Salem witch trials and has gone to help in the comics, help Wanda with her magic and her witchcraft. If you remember. Yes. As a matter of fact, if I remember correctly in the comics, I'm not looked this up. Um, she was brought in almost kind of like a babysitter for, for the for the twins. No, in the y- yeah, but she was originally the nanny for Franklin Richards. Yes, she was. Oh, and oh, yeah, yeah. Are y'all seeing the end here? Because I am seeing the end. Uh, I am seeing the foreshadowing possibility here. That's I, fantastic. <laughs> I, I'm seeing I'm seeing the fives, the sixth, and the seventh shadowing of this as well. I I mean, oh, um, why? Yeah, why? listen to us. We we I apologize earlier in the show for going off on fan theories. What are we doing? Oh, we've got a whole new batch of fan theories. Yeah, but with what with the evidence presented to us. These are fan theories that can make us sound like freaking geniuses. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think Agatha is, or Agnes at this stage in the game, she's the one behind, um, she is the emperor to Anakin, the, the Palpatine to, to Anakin with Wanda. I bet you she has told Wanda, I can help you bring Vision back. And this is a well, way you could do it. Clearly, she's the only one that's not being controlled or manipulated or whatever. I mean, she's in on the gag. Exactly. Right, right. And she's playing along. Exactly. I mean, I, I, you know, the thing is, it's like from, from episode one, you know, she she's that whole she has a whole nosy neighbor thing going on. I'm like, she's the Mrs. Kravitz. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so is – at first, I, I, you know, I wasn't sure if she was really in on it, but then she always seemed like to always be around when things were about to happen or wanted needed help. Well, she, she was always popping in. Let's think about episode three. Let's go back to episode three. She's talking to that one guy. Herb. 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 Which – I don't know his true. I can't figure out his backstory yet. Is he well, is he in on the know? No. Well, all right. Or or is he a citizen of Westview that's under control? I think he's, he's a citizen. citizen. He's a citizen. I think okay. he's a citizen. So I mean, they identified him. I think as being you know such and such. Okay. Uh, I think yeah. they had him on the on the bulletin board. But Agnes, but Agnes was talking to him about. Oh, Geraldine, she doesn't have a home here. She's not mm-hmm. from here. Mm-hmm. And I was saying it loud enough for Vision to hear it. Well, if Vision hears it, Wanda's going to sense it and hear it. Mm-hmm. And that's how we had that whole thing with Geraldine. Then, you know, But then Geraldine said something about Ultron. Yeah. Yep. Something about brother and Ultron. And then all of a sudden, all, the, all of a sudden, Wanda's just like, no, you don't belong here, you know. Yep. And I mean, you know. That's when she figured out she didn't have control over her. Right. Right. And, you know, the other thing is that was that was that also in episode three where, uh, yeah, there, I think it was episode three where. They're at the um, the talent show. No, no. Well, they're, they're when they're uh, sitting and they're talking about the planning committee. And you remember, Agnes was the one who said to Wanda, "The devil is in the details." And somewhere, and that's not all he's at, right? Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And and then you know they kind of look at, and I forget her name, but the one that was over everything, Dottie. Dottie. Yeah. So. Yep. Uh, I don't. Know. I mean. Yeah, and and to those of you who tried watching WandaVision but couldn't get through the first episode, I feel you. I I, I totally get where you were coming from because I ain't going to lie, first episode was kind of a slog. Second episode kind of was as well. Well, yeah, it was, but you started getting the cracks in the walls. 
We started going Pleasantville well, with it, yeah. Yeah, you, you no. started seeing the, the hints that not everything was as it seemed. But if you go back now, if you go back to episode one after knowing what you know now, it puts a completely different spin on it uh, because especially when um, the boss's wife – well, you know, first when they start asking all those questions like, how did you meet? How long have you been married? Why don't you have kids? And then all of a sudden, Wanda kind of starts to lose it, and Wanda starts choking the boss. And you know, and then uh, when the wife, she kept saying, "Stop it! Stop it! Stop it!" She was like, basically begging Wanda to stop it. Now, mind you, we ha- you have no sense or context because you're just watching episode one. Yeah, you think you think that the that Mrs. Hart is saying stop it to Mr. Hart the first time you watch, right. you know, because yo, know, you think oh, she thinks he's playing. But you go back and look at that now. Mm-hmm. She ain't telling him. She's telling Wanda. Yep. Yeah. But still being under control from Wanda. Mm-hmm. And and then you got and so so you have you and then that's kind of like that's sort of like the first thing where things kind of sort of go wrong. But we have no sense of context. Mm-hmm. You kind of do because it's just kind of weird. But you, but then, like you said, episode two, things start going even more. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you know, the thing is, it made me all of a sudden, I'm like, I, because, you know, I, okay, like, I, I'm a fan, I, I've been a fan of like some of the, the old, uh, the old sitcom. So I kind of got the whole Dick, Dick, Dick Van Dyke show vibe they had going on. But then it, it felt, it, it just felt just a little off. But not enough for it to really, you know, and it's kind of like, but all of a sudden you start realizing, should I really be laughing at this? You know, uh, you get just a little bit. But then by the time you get to episode two, it's even more so. By the time you get to episode three, you're like, OK, this is all wrong. What's yeah. going on? You know, it, it's like when it's like when you're you're looking at something or you're you're, you're watching something, seeing something, hearing something. And something feels off, but you don't quite know what it is. Right. Right. But again, and again, for those of you who gave up on the series right out of the gate. (laughs) Go back. Yeah. Stay the course. Power through the first episode. And when you start seeing the cracks in episode two, you start start it's starting to make sense. Yes. Episode three and and from episode three on, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, Yeah, slogging through the first one and a half episodes was totally worth it. And see, I think one of the most brilliant things about three was here it is still in square ratio. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, as Geraldine gets thrown into current reality, it goes to the MCU widescreen. Yeah. Yeah. And and then it bounces back and forth in episode four. Mm-hmm. But not so but much there, in five. There's one there, there's one shot that, that sticks in my memory mm-hmm. after after Geraldine's been kicked out. Mm-hmm. Where the look on Wanda's face is almost like she's pushing the the ratio out. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, it, it, it you just have that that look of effort, it, and that's when you know this isn't in her mind. No, no, no. this is her control. No, this, but the whole part about the 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 townspeople being like under her control, mm-hmm. I it, it, it did not click until. Okay, who was it? Was it the director that said this in the briefing? He was just reminded that she was experimented on with the mind stone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, what does she do in Ultron? You know, she takes, you know, she basically screws with with everybody's mind. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she bends reality is what she does. And yeah. Um, the thing, the other thing is like, I think back to that scene must have been in episode four where the neighbor is cutting the wall. Yeah. That, and I'm still trying to, and I, and I'm like, like if they were, and so, and I was still holding on to the whole thing that she was being, that she was captured and that whoever was cutting the wall in my mind, that was sort of like maybe they're trying to hack a firewall. Maybe they're just trying to get to her. But now I'm wondering what does that mean? What is the meaning? That Okay, 
I took that uh-huh. as Herb trying to signal to Vision that's, that there's something wrong. Right. And I, it, it took me it was watching a, that. It was the subconscious saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or, or basically kind of like signaling to in a way that Wanda may not hear. Mm-hmm. And just, it, you know, it's kind of like, well, I can't, I can't come right out and say it. But if I do something that looks wrong and he notices, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it it's trying to be it's trying to be subtle. True, but I mean, if I were to walk out and I saw one of my neighbors using a chainsaw on a concrete wall, I mean that that I would I would question that as well. So I mean, it's, and I don't know if you noticed this or not. That was very. Uh, it was supposed to be outside, but it was clearly a set. Yes, right. it was clearly a set. Yeah, I mean the 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 lawn was carpet squares. You know the the herbs yard was nothing more than a than a map painting. It was right. it was, the, it was the Brady Bunch backyard. It yeah. was, and so. I thought I thought that was very. It was telling because it reminded me. Of the this when uh, Steve Rogers woke up in the quote unquote hospital room, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now we, so so we're so we're all on board that Agnes is in on this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Agnes is probably egging Wanda on to do all this. Probably. See, I. <laughs> If we don't get a Agnes backstory episode to bring us will. to bring us up to date with her, yeah, I, now, I think that's going to be sorely uh, a very big mistake. I think we will because they've 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 made it clear she's in on the gag, right? right. Okay. Now, and the fact that she doesn't. Yeah, that you know when she said, you know, do you want to try this scene again? Yeah, I mean that was just like, oh, let's just do it over, and 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 even and even like, and Vision is like, huh? Like that was that was just. I have to admit, when I I was watching that, and when that happened, I was like, um, huh? Because up to that point, it was a cut scene, right? You know, it was it was cut scene. Like, no, she's should be like, no, or you know, this wasn't right. And then, you know, so you, you have that, but then you also have, I like, I'm wondering like what the, the, the fact that the fact that she recognized that that wasn't right, that, you know, that let's, let's, we need, we need another take. And Wanda just seemed to be okay with it. Like Wanda didn't see anything wrong with the scene as it was going. Well, Wanda's real Wanda's little reality bubble is starting to break down. Yeah. I mean, you know, people are being more open about they know that stuff is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the mailman, you know, they say, you know, we're looking we're looking for our dog. That's all right. I'm sure your mom won't let him get too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the kids <laughs> know that she can bring back from the dead. Right. Although technically they said that she's not she can't resurrect. How did they put it? She can't resurrect, <clears throat> but she can create life. But she cannot resurrect from the dead. Do I understand that right? Yeah. Well, which of course there's there's the great irony. She's trying to tell the kids, you know, sometimes bad things happen and you can't fix it. Right. Well, what's she trying to do? Fix it. Bad she you know, bad things happened and she's trying to fix it. Yep. And well, and this this is something with all the stuff that's going on and how things are getting just progressively worse with each episode. Something that come out was that this this series is going to have a Luke Skywalker moment. There's only one person I could think of in the entire MCU that would be able to handle this, considering what this movie leads into. I'm thinking that the only way that any of this is going to be fixed and the people in West Westview are are not going to be psychologically traumatized by it is Doctor Strange shows up. No. One other. You don't think so? One other. Who? Magneto. Oh. Oh. Because beginning of phase five, because they say there's not going to be a team crossover for phase, for phase four. Yeah. How would it would it not be perfect for the start of phase five? House of M. Oh. Well, here am I thinking 
then are how are you going to retcon the fact that MCU, Wanda, and Pietro were not related to Magneto? Yeah. Nothing has ever been established that they weren't. Um. Yes. Yeah, because because in the director's briefing he said, you know, born to so and so Maximoff in Sokovia. But what? Okay, now, now I hope they don't do this. I hope they don't do this. But I'm just going to throw it out there. What if the what they know to be their parents were actually maybe caretakers, and there was. No, 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 no. Are that, you that, say, are you saying they're going to pull an Uncle Owen? Yes. Yeah, that, no, that that's bad writing, though. They wouldn't do that. They could if, because okay, let's get right to it. End of the episode. Pietro shows up at the door, but it's not MCU Pietro. It's not it's, MCU it's, it's a seventy-something billion dollar cameo of Pietro yeah. from the Fox. X-Men franchise. Now, in the Fox franchise is, because uh, it's been a minute since I've seen those, is me is Magneto Pietro's dad? Yes. He is? Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, look, there is some universe. We know that, that in some universe somewhere, Magneto is Wanda and Pietro's dad. We know that. Right. right. We know that in the MCU, that's not the case. But let's just say it, it is the case. It is the case, but it's part of a plant to to hide to to quote unquote protect them from that, and that they realistically had the, their powers, but it didn't. They didn't come to fruition until the Mind Stone, and the Mind Stone was. Their Terrigen to to make them M- mutants. Mutants. Okay, guys. I, I, this this literally just came to me while you were talking. Okay. All right. Let's go back to that that scene in episode five. Okay. To right before the reveal, when the doorbell rings. Mm-hmm. Wanda looks just as surprised as Vision does. She does. And like, she says, I didn't do that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Now, what we know that she is reshaping reality. Yep. Okay. What if she is in either inadvertently opened basically she's crossed over into the Fox reality. Yep. It's kind of like you're all right, it's like when you're digging a, a foundation for a house and you accidentally unearth a, a Native American burial ground. Okay, I'm using a poltergeist reference here. But <laughs> I mean it's like when you're when when you're trying to dig something out and you, you we've seen it in movies and TV shows and comics where you know it's kinda like, oh well, you know, we're digging out the hole and we've like broke down a wall and there's this huge cavern, you know, subterranean complex that we've discovered by accident. Right. Okay. Switch from foundations to realities. Mm. So if she, it's possible that she has in her reality warping, you know, efforts, she's opened a hole to the Fox reality. Yeah. And there's another possibility that we could that that might bear exploring. What if she's not the one doing it, but Agnes is? Well, I have a story from comicbook.com that's questioning how Westview's resonance may be connected. Okay. So for instance, you know, we saw some clues that people of Westview are in there by force. Dottie, Agnes. Herb have all expressed to varying degrees a sense of things not being right and that Wanda is responsible. But again, we know we are we know Agnes is Agatha Harkness. That's already been established. Yeah, that that's what it is. Um, but however, in episode five, Monica is now back in reality and is able to describe what she experienced. And that she felt she was being held down and specifically noted it was grief. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, major clue for Monica, the grief 
Makes sense since she was only recently restored from the blip and discovered her mom had died three years prior to her coming back. Can I just stop you right there? Because I want to touch on that. The scene where Monica comes back. Mm. That is a scene I never knew we needed in the MCU until until I saw it. Yes. Because we were we are talking about you know, we, we've talked about the snap. We have talked about everybody disappearing or dying, whatever you want to call it. And then when the Hulk snaps everything back, we don't see what happens. Right. We don't see what happens. And you have to wonder. And I know I was wondering this, you know, once it was established that everybody came back, what happened when that happened? Mm-hmm. And so you see her. And, and of course, you don't think about the chaos that would result out of everybody rematerializing, you know, in, in the literal snap of fingers. I mean, and, and where they, I mean, because if you rematerialized where you were, if you were on a plane, you rematerialized in the sky. Yeah, it's going to suck to rematerialize at 37,000 feet without a plane around you. Or uh, if you were on a boat, you know, it's... I mean, I was sitting there and I was thinking about that. Like I was like you, like I needed that moment. But you know, one of the better things could be if you were about to get attacked by a shark or a bear, come back. They're not there. There is that. <laughs> Unless the shark got snapped too. Oh snap! Uh huh. Um. So anyway, no, I'm so, I'm sorry. I just wanted to I just wanted to touch no, on that while no. you were you were mentioning it, just because that was such a great scene there. Right mm-hmm. now, we a little later in episode four, we get another clue that Monica has not been the only person in Wanda's world that's experiencing grief and trauma. Now, actually, this is in episode five. When Vision's office gets new computers, yes, he gets an email from the outside world about. The Maximoff Anomaly. <laughs> I can't talk. Anomaly. That causes him to have some major doubts about things. He then brings Norm, or Abolash, <laughs> um, out from Wanda's control, and the man panics, frantically trying to find a way to reach his sister who's looking after their sick father. Now, while the sick father reveal may be a throwaway, um, it's the MCU. There is no such thing. Norm's father is sick. It's impossible that it could be a severe illness or Norm in the real world is facing the intimate death of his father. Norm could be experiencing grief already. And yes, you can grieve before you experience the loss. Yes. If Norm is grieving and Monica is grieving, that suggests that all the people who have been brought into her world, into that Wanda has brought into her world, are experiencing grief or trauma themselves. Okay, I think I understand where you're going with this. So, depend, now again, this is from comicbook.com. Uh, depending on your theory... As to what is going on, it could be that Wanda is seeking to make a perfect world for herself as populated by people who, like her, have experienced grave loss or in a misguided attempt to make things better. Now, this is where I think they're a little wrong. Or could it be that Mephesto is pulling Wanda's strings? Well, (sighs) Mephesto's not rumored to be in this, is he? Well... Oh. No, but did we know Mark Hamill was going to be in the season finale of The Mandalorian? Exactly. True. I I I I see where they're making that connection. You know, where the the devil is in the details. That's not all. Yeah. So, it, and again, this could tie into Doctor Strange. What was it? Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. Or- yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. To, to continue the, line, the the opening line of this paragraph, and perhaps these people all at some point have crossed him, and thus he's using Wanda to punish them through mind control. This is where I think this is a stretch. Well, you know, it, it may be a stretch, okay? It's, I, and, I feel it's more Agnes than it is Mephisto. Um, I would not rule out Mephisto. Um. I would say he would be he would be in the for uh, to control Wanda. Right. Yeah. 
Now, if he can control Wanda, then yeah, I mean, he's got a sentient weapon. Somebody cue sword. Uh, to continue, it could also be that Sword knows way more they're, than they're letting on, and the people in Westview are people restored in the blip. And the whole thing is part of some larger experiment, both on Wanda and on blip survivors. Now, see, that to me is a stretch. This, yeah. This particularly chilling this is particularly chilling if you subscribe to the theory that Hayward may actually be answering to Hydra. And see that's the thing. All the commercials all the commercials are Hydra commercials. Or or except for the Legos. Except for the Legos one, but yeah. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra I love that. The the Legos being a paper towel for when you make a mess and you didn't mean to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, see, I did not make the 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 Hydra connection when no. um you know for Hayward, for Hayward. Um unless of course he is being uh, unless you want to say Mephisto is has worked the Hayward angle. Maybe. Now you know, Wanda and Pietro, they were Hydra. They were part of Hydra. Yeah. The Hydra commercials make sense. The Legos commercial makes sense because she made a mess and didn't really mean to. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, and I don't know if this even matters, but in that commercial, uh, well, no, not in the commercial. In, uh, in the kitchen, I noticed that uh, Wanda, the the dishwashing she church, detergent she has is joy which i i to me i'm like i find it interesting that they would have joy as a washing detergent which i mean i know it is but why like everything in this show is intentional yes you know? so why because she's trying to have joy with vision you know, yeah yeah i mean and you know the thing is we all know that sitcoms especially family sitcoms up through to um, really, especially through the 90s, was this idealized family life, you know? That is why, yeah. that's why she's manifesting all this as a sitcom. Yeah, I, and so I don't know. I was just, it's, I want to go back and look at all, and, and, oh, here's something else. Here's something else, too. The couple, it's always the same couple in the commercials. And right. the kids are the same kids, except and the kids don't age. The kids are the same in the '80s commercials as they are in the '60s commercials. Mm-hmm. You know, that, they're you the know, same people that's been in being, you know, controlled. Right. Yeah. So, like, you know, are, are where are these people? Like, are, are are they? Is their role here to just be in the commercials through the whole thing? You know, yeah, pretty much. Yep. I, there, I, I don't know. I mean, there was, and I think this was the, this last commercial. Technically, like you said, was like the the only commercial that didn't specifically specifically uh, say Hydra, but Lagos was because of Hydra. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, it's Hydra. I'm wondering. I and I don't know if. Hydra, if Hydra is is connected because it's all in Wanda's head, or if Hydra really has some kind of role in all of this. I would say it's more likely that we're seeing the Hydra references because of Wanda's head. Right. And I think the very first commercial for the toaster, mm-hmm. I don't think that was Hydra. That was a Stark Enterprise. That, that was Stark. a Stark. Stark. Yeah, that was yeah. Stark. And, and, and here, speaking of Stark... Um, the helicopter that was in the bush, the one thing that, that that still had color, if you think about it, even though the helicopter had the sword symbol, it's Stark it Industries was, as well. It, it was Stark, it was uh, Tony's Iron Man suit, the, the colors of his suit. Now, the, the drone that was sent in in episode five that fired the missile, when uh, when Wanda comes out and she throws it back at at the sword agents, it is a Stark industry. It has Stark Industries on it. Well, so even though it was made with 80s technology and it was sent out, when she threw it back at them, 
it had Stark on it. Well, the drone that went in that Monica, or that Monica sent in in uh, episode four was a Stark Industries drone as well. But it got uh, convert, but it got converted to the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, got, and I like that touch. Yeah, I love how Geraldine's was, outfit. She was wearing bulletproof vest. Well, the whole costume was yeah. bulletproof. Yeah, no, I like the fact that whether Wanda meant to do this or not, but when the drone went through the energy field, basically it got converted to a toy. Well, what was it right. when, when the one agent went in wearing the uh, clean suit uh-huh. that ended up being the beekeeper suit? Yeah. The end of the, the tethering line became a the old plastic jump rope. Yes, it yep. did. Yes, it and, did. And see that B suit that made me. I see. I was so wrong because I had that had me thinking aim. I was thinking aim, and I was so wrong. You know. So. And now I want to know what happened to that guy. Oh, you're right. We never saw what happened to him. No. Because all she said was no, and then it, it and then cut. a jump cut. Huh. So it kind of makes me wonder, you know, is that guy now under her control and running around like being Irv at the butcher shop or something? Or yeah, could be. And I'm just saying, the guy who plays Jones, the guy that was playing the piano in the talent comp- in the talent show, mm-hmm. dude, he looks so much like the dad from the old Wild Thornberries cartoon show. Yeah, that he, yeah, it, that more than anybody should ever have to. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, so well, you know. Here's here's the question. We're getting the Fox Quicksilver. Yes. Uh, we know Feige has been in discussions with Patrick Stewart about reprising Professor X. Wait a minute. Are you going where I think you're going with this? Um, well, I'm just going to say hello, multiverse. This episode... If it didn't do anything but introduce the multiverse, yes, I'm thinking with Kylan that, yes, we may see Doctor Strange, and this will lead into the multiverse movie, but I don't see this as being a one-and-done season, though. Well, Wanda is supposed to be in this multiverse of madness movie, correct? Correct. Right. Okay. Now, the third Spider-Man movie is supposedly bringing back actors from... The previous Spider-Man universes, right? Uh, right. There's and a new there's a new theory as well that Deadpool will jump realities from the X-Men timeline to the MCU. So and that's that's Deadpool. You cannot it, it, Deadpool is his own reality, right? Now I will say that there's something. There's another theory that's out there that because because of of us getting. Um, Quicksilver. That that was that is one thing that's enough to bring in all of the Fox Spider Men into the MCU. That'd be Sony Spider Man. I mean Sony Spider Man. Sony. So they said that if you're talking Fox Spider Man, you're talking Nightcrawler. Oh yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, you're right about that. No, now now there's a character I would love to see brought into the MCU. Because I don't think Fox did him justice. Right. No, no, not you know, at all. I, I'm like he is like the, like he can have his own. He can have his own franchise. I mean, I, I, I love Wolverine. Don't get me wrong, but I would love to see what I would love to see is Gambit and Nightcrawler on adventures. Yeah. But no, what I thought you were going, Mike, when you said Feige was in talks with Patrick Stewart, if all of this is basically Wanda's psychosis manifesting itself, who better to get inside someone else's mind than Charles Xavier? Exactly. Exactly. Well, and there's also talk of the Fantastic Four coming in. Yeah. This is the perfect way to bring them in the other multiverse full recast continue various characters from the fox x-men verse through the multiverse um maybe you bring back patrick stewart's professor x but fassbender's magneto that's a possibility i mean yes I, i do want to see certain fox casting choices carried over but in all honesty, I think I think we're heading towards House of M. Well, I mean, if it turns out that's the case, then congratulations. You win the freaking Genius Award. Wouldn't be the f- first time. No, it would not be the first time. It will not be the last. <laughs> no. 
I, I can play the mic drop sound effect. Ready? Don't fall on the floor. Oh, wait. Wrong mic drop. Dude, anytime you're on the call with us and you say mic drop, I feel that you're about to fall out of your chair. <laughs> I know. <laughs> nope. Now, uh, Feige's conversations with Stuart suggest that um, they are looking at bringing him back as Professor X. Uh, Feige is also... Stays in contact with James Martson, who played Cyclops, Alexandria Ship, who plays Storm, and seems to feel a personal connection to her character. It is possible that we may see more legacy movie characters pop up in the MCU. Uh, what role? Don't know. But I do say with Fantastic Four, I hope it's a total recast. Oh, it's got to be a total recast. Yeah. You know, though. I would like to see what was his name, Ian Grufford. I think the the guy who played Reed Richards in the earlier Fantastic Four movies. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The the one that played uh, oh god, was it the the where he was the doctor who who was basically immortal, but he would die and wake up in water. Uh, what, what oh, yeah. was the name uh, of the show? Um. I know it was on ABC. It only had like one season, but it was the same guy. Yeah. Now, see, I thought he did a good job as Reed Richards. Yeah. You're definitely going to have to recast the Human Torch because you know the the loser actor that played him in the earlier Fox movies. Well, he's he's moved on. Are Are we talking forever? Yeah, forever. Yeah. Yes, forever. Yes. And his son, which I loved, was Judd Hirsch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I watched way too many episodes of Taxi to think of Judd Hirsch as anything other than Alex Riga. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. No, I, or, or or the dad in Independence Day. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So but, um, at this point in time, I don't know where else we go. I mean, we... I am loving the fact that they're bringing in concepts from the comics for WandaVision. Yes. Especially the parts where really Wanda, you gotta, you gotta wonder if Tony was right to begin with, because if you're not, if you're not totally stable mentally, maybe you shouldn't have powers of infinity stones. Well, say that i mean it's, it's it can be uh problematic as they say and, and and wanda's wanda's mental issues mixed with her powers has been let's just say there have been consequences in the comics well here, here's made. another interesting comment that was made in the in the episode Scarlet Witch or Wanda was capable of taking out Thanos on her own. Yeah. So I mean, are they, they are, that- are they basically saying that she is at the moment the strongest hero in the MCU? No, they're saying that she's the most powerful. Yeah. We're we're not going to revisit that conversation from Thor Ragnarok, are we? No. <laughs> Welcome, strongest Avenger. So. Uh- <laughs> But yeah, I mean, they do call it that she had Thanos on the ropes until he ordered he ordered the airstrike. Right. right. I, and, and apparently Monica is not a big fan of Carol Danvers. No, which no. will we find that out in the next movie? That's well, we, be- did, we, we did see some shade thrown in uh, in Captain Marvel's direction. Yes, we did. So yes. we ain't talk. We're not talking about her. And she takes the picture down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, here here's the other um, non Wanda vision. At this point in time, I don't know how much more we could go without hitting a loop. But Marvel through Hasbro has released another set of retro Marvel legend figures. Do tell. In this series, or in this new line, new grouping, Human Torch from Fantastic Four, Magneto, the Incredible Hulk, and Carol Danvers. And it's Carol Danvers in the Miss Marvel outfit. Really? The the black and yellow? Yep. Uh, Oh. These figures will be available in March at Target and most major retailers at the beginning of April. Um... And they are three and three quarter inch figures. 
Okay. And these we are were look- these look okay. like they are still covers done by JTC. Well, as they should. Here's a here's another thought, and I, I think I want to say we have touched on this in the past. And by the way, this story came from the Pop Insider, our partners. Yay! Okay, we were talking about you know Fox Universe uh, characters coming in, uh-huh. and we we were talking about how there was some friction between Monica and Carol. Apparently, uh-huh. who who else has some friction issues with Carol Danvers? Steve Rogers. I mean, that's, I mean, uh, Tony Stark. Well, those are, that's kind of hormonal. Ah. Oh, um, I think the word you're looking for here is rogue. Rogue, yes. Oh, wow. That's right. Uh huh. Uh huh. How interesting would it be to see in the MCU the fight between the two of them where she basically steals part of her psyche? Because Rogue in the comics has that dual psyche. Rogue is not alone inside her skull. Right. It is the Carol Danvers from the Ms. Marvel costume era. Yeah. Yeah. So um, are we ready to wrap this thing up? No, I really want to talk more about another couple of hours on this, but we probably (laughs) do need to wrap this up for the benefit of those listening. Yes. Yeah. I I want to bring this up uh, only because of – this being one of Mike's favorite series, uh, the whole scene there where we see uh, Wanda stealing back uh, parts of um, Vision's body, that is uh, directly, that's a no, scene that's directly from um, West Coast Avengers, yeah. Vision Quest. Yeah, I, I I thought you were going to bring up when they did it in uh, in the Illuminati. Oh no, I, I was not going to bring that up. I wouldn't do that to you. Well, okay, because <laughs> we, we know Illuminati's coming. We know that, so you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, as as long as they don't make Channing Tatum Reed Richards. Uh, oh 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 oh. <laughs> oh. You know, the longer we keep this running gag up, people are just going to go, what the heck is going on here? That'll that'll be next week's episode. We'll discuss that. You're going to have to go back like, what, maybe 100 issues? More than that. More than that. Yeah. Look, this is is like five years running. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's it's five years running that is – it goes back to when they first announced the Gambit movie and they mentioned a certain actor. But that's this is not that show. But you have to go back to that and you'll just hear my rant. And well, thankfully, he has not been involved with anything in the end with X-Men or anything currently. So he will not be brought in with any crossover from the Fox properties. You know, it's funny. If this was a comic book, there would be one of those little yellow dialogue boxes down in the bottom corner of the panel saying, see issue number such and such, editor. Yeah. (laughs) Enough said. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what? I'm just going to say, name of this episode, it's named itself, Hello Multiverse. (laughs) There you go. And I I thought you were going to say spoiler alert. No, hello multiverse, and I almost want to find Yakko saying that in the, and putting that in the word balloon for him <laughs> as the show art. But he's got to be in an X Men uniform. Yeah, <sighs> see if it's there. I have to see if it's there. So, any final yeah, thoughts? Find that Google. Yeah. Any final ah. thoughts? Oh, I'm sure I'll be lying awake all night long. And this is we, normally we record this on Thursday nights. Obviously, that didn't happen, seeing as episode five of WandaVision dropped Friday. Right. Um, yeah, let's I will just be say, laying awake for the rest of the weekend with thoughts of this going through my head. And, yes. and I, and I'm going to say it, it is mostly my fault we did not record Thursday uh, because this has been my first week back to work and I'm wore out and my knee, my leg is, I, I'm, I'm feeling it pretty good. Are you saying you're going to need a death lock leg? No, I'm saying um, I will be taking some of my medication that was prescribed to me. <laughs> it's not and, extreme stimulus, is it? No, it's just muscle okay, relaxer. Good. Okay. 
but I also will be uh, icing my knee pretty good. So there's another character I want to see back in the MCU, but that's just me. Who's that? Deathlock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long overdue. Maybe, maybe working for Sword. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very welcome. Yeah, if he's like insulated versus energy fields, they could send him in. True. That's true. true. Uh, any other Nightcrawler TV shows on Disney Plus? What? I want to see a Nightcrawler oh. TV show on Disney Plus. Which I night? want him a swashbuckling Catholic priest clinging to walls and teleporting from place to place. Only if it's Alan yeah. Cummings. I want the Alan Cummings Nightcrawler. I, mm, I could go along with that. He had the look. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I'm yeah, associating, yeah. I, I'm, I think I'm equating the actor with the the way he was used, right? Because X Men Two did not do him justice. No, no. I, I, ooh, don't even. This is the second time in 24 hours that that movie has been mentioned in my life, and I, yeah, no. But the but the other guy who played Nightcrawler wasn't bad either, so. Uh, any other final thoughts? No, I'm just going to stop. Does this mean we're getting close to a Peter Porker Spectacular Spider-Ham series? Oh, I would kill for that. As long as Dupe makes cameos. Okay. I'll I'll give you that one. So, well, on that note... (laughs) You notice he's not even asking if there's any more final notes. He's scared of what I might come up with. Uh, no sign of unusual brain activity or usual brain activity. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on that note, Thursday, if you would, please. I have prepared a safety briefing for you to entirely ignore. OK, um, I guess we'll take that, too. It's, it's time to go dark. <laughs> <laughs> Activating security protocol self-destruct sequence. Erasing all data. Transmission commencing. This is Wookie Radio. Translated for the Wookie Affair. I like that Wookie. Your hosts, Ken, Derek, and Mike, bring you the latest news and commentary from the far reaches of the galaxy. You have 30 seconds to describe Thunder Talk. It's pop culture. With a twist. It's music. LBGTQ+. And comedy. Well, dark comedy. It's nerd junk. It's comic books. Video games. Conventions. Yeah, nerd junk. And social commentary. It's woke, yo. Yeah, and nerd junk. Woke nerd junk. Thunder Talk is all over the place. Every place you want to be. Thunder Talk is a proud member of the ESO Network. Find us at thundertalk.org and download us on all podcast platforms. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a Weeby Geeks production.